All right, let's slow down for a second. We're all very excited here. It's the NFL trade deadline. <laughs> Billy, we're all losing our minds, okay? Uh, not just because the Dolphins have finally started to operate like a team that's trying to win something, uh, but because Adam Schefter, who's the busiest man on the planet today, he is going to join us right when he gets off of the television set. He is on TV right now on ESPN. He'll be joining us. He somehow is finding time to text me, Billy, Mikey Hay, and anyone else who sends him a text. But he's going to be walking, Billy. Now, you know these hallways, so you know this is a very short walk. He's going to be walking from the television studios over to where he tapes his podcast. So he has less than 10 minutes for us, but he's going to do it anyway. And he told us to talk very quick, okay? Yeah, I mean, that's really going to be the challenge. Is they, they have to be short, concise questions. And I I still can't believe that cause we sent him a, a Zoom link, right? And look, we're still all figuring out Zoom, even though we're two years into this. And Mike EA set it up in a way where it's super simple. All you do is tap a button and it takes you into the thing. You're dialing in and then he enters your meeting code. It does everything for you. Um, but like, you know, I sent it to, to Adam and he's like writing me back and he's like, hey, this link doesn't work. And it's like, how are you like, this is the deadline special. You're on TV. How are you having the time to try to figure out how this is working right now? So hold on. He's texting you while he's on TV. There are people watching Adam Schefter right now, seeing him texting on his phone and thinking there's another big deal coming. Look how Shefty is texting so fast. And meanwhile, he's texting Billy Gill about joining Stugatz on a walk from one studio to another just so that we can get seven minutes with him. For Stugatz to ask him stupid questions. Well, get this now. Are we Stugatz. playing Shefty or Nosty? What, what are we no. playing with him? We don't have time, Mikey. Eh? He Stugatz. doesn't have time. I'm surprised no. he's even doing this for us. <laughs> By the way, we're awaiting Mike Golick Senior to join us. We don't know where he is. He doesn't know how to connect to the Zoom either. Uh, but go ahead, Bill. What's the matter? He just texted us again. I know you're making it worse. You think you're being helpful, but you're really not. So Stugatz <laughs> then texted. I got him on. So Stugatz then texts him like a laughing face emoji, which is his favorite. And says, just call us, it's easier, which is the problem to begin with because he can't do the call and then the number. So then Schefter responds, why don't we do this? Why don't you call me at 501? And Stugat says, done. There's no way for me to call. There's no way for us to do that. <laughs> 501, I can't do that. Just do me a favor. Just text him whatever number is in the Zoom link, okay? This is amazing. I love this. I mean, we put this together in 15 minutes. <laughs> By the way, Darius Rucker might call it. <laughs> That's another thing. <laughs> the f*** is going on here, man? Deadline day! Oh, my God. What a day. So we're waiting for Golik. Billy, just text them the number so we could just hit the number and call it at 501. That's what we, we did. We did that. <laughs> That's literally what we did. Sugats, why don't you do this? Click on that link that I sent in there that says that you could, it says one click. Just click it and you'll see. It automatically will dial you in and enters the code. You don't have to push a button. Okay, hold on. So what do I do? I just hit call? Yeah, just hit the, just, yeah, tap it. It says, welcome to Zoom. Yeah, hold yeah, hold it like you would hold a phone. You'll see. See? It just starts dialing out automatically. That's oh all you have to God. do is tap it. Okay. <laughs> and then at one point, it'll just say, hit the pound sign. It says, like, enter your name Billy. or hit the pound sign. Billy, just say I'm, this. J I'm just, not going to be condescending to Adam Schefter on I'm his busiest asking. day. <laughs> That's the thing. 
Well, it seems like you are, but it, but hold on a second. Just hold on a second. Uh, uh, let's gather ourselves. Mike Golick Sr.'s here, okay? Mike, we have quite the Zoom conundrum going on right now. Oh, well, Billy, God. All, all Can we have you... Mike talk like old man technology to Adam? Maybe they have some language <laughs> that'll get yeah. them to be able to do it. Listen to me right now. I sent a text against my better judgment on the man's busiest day of the year, okay? Oh. And I said, can you join us at 5 o'clock? And he said, yes. Can we make it as easy as possible for Schefter? So what I am asking here is, Billy, just take, just eliminate all Zooms. Just send them that number and say, Adam, just tap on this number, and you're good to go. He's saying he can't do that? Yeah, that's what you just did. That's all you have to do is tap it, and it'll dial you in. If I send him a number... Then I have to send him a meeting code. So while he's walking, he has to dial those 10 numbers plus the meeting code meeting plus code, a yeah. pound. Yeah. This, I didn't Mike, even know this. Yeah, well, okay. So Mike, so Mike EA set up a thing where all he has to do is tap the number on his phone and it dials in automatically and it enters all that stuff. He doesn't have to worry about it. So it's very easy. And uh, he said that it doesn't work, which Stugatz just tried. It does work, but we don't want to argue with him because he's presently on TV. <laughs> Hold on a second. He wow. says it doesn't work. Did he try it on air? That's a was really he good live question. on ESPN pressing the button going, it doesn't work? Like he was going to call in live while, while somebody's Wait. asking him a question? So, Golik, Mikey A made a great point where he is texting us right now, but people who are watching him on TV totally think that he is working on another deal here on the NFL trade deadline day the amount of times we've had him on air when i was doing a show at espn where he would be on his phone and and again you're right god knows who he's texting or what he's doing he could be you know texting about something at home that he'll pick up milk on the way home i have no idea but you know the man uh this is his day he has a few days around the year which are his and this is certainly one of them and it's become a day because this didn't used to be like this i mean right you know the nfl trade deadline all it used to be was a date that you just came and went with nothing, and and we concentrated on the baseball uh, trade deadline. Now, man, it's getting fun. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I think the three big moves, right, are uh, are obviously Bradley Chubb to the yep. to the Dolphins. That's a that's a massive move, Mike. Uh, Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars. Uh, Hawkinson, uh, the Lions tight end, who was the eighth pick overall. Uh, he is headed inside the division to the yeah. Minnesota Vikings, who are a really good football team here, Mike. Uh, I want to find this tweet here about what the Dolphins have done with the three first-round picks they got uh, from the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> that deal where they traded up to get Trey Lance, it was after right. the season. Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, and now uh, Bradley Chubb, right? Isn't wow. that the three picks? So, Mike, we are all shocked down here because the Dolphins are finally <laughs> operating like an organization who's trying to win something. This is crazy. They're doing yeah, the right it's, things. It, it's an impressive move. I mean, listen, yes. they, 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 well, going out and getting Tyreek Hill, and, and, you know, I mean, that was a good – you had Waddle, who you liked. Tyreek Hill was – obviously, he's been as advertised. Uh, it's helped Tua immensely. The defense had been really good at times and other times, okay. This is certainly a, a nice step up for them. So, yeah. I mean, at, at a point where the AFC is deeper than the NFC, you know, Miami's trying to be right in the mix. And, you know, they're putting themselves – the offense is definitely – uh, has the potential to score enough. Yes. So you want your defense, you know, to kind of kind of match that. Because you look at the two best teams in the league, in my opinion, it's the Eagles and the Bills. They're the most balanced offensively and defensively that you have in the league. 
Uh, Mike, what can you tell us about Bradley Chubb? Uh, you are a, obviously a former defensive lineman in the NFL. What, is that Schefter right there? Is Schefter calling in? Or... There you go. <laughs> Schefter, Look at you that. out. Look at you. I mean. What's going on, guys? Oh, nice. I mean, Jesus. How do you have time to call us? I mean. But because you called, you asked. I'm trying to deliver. We try never to disappoint anybody, even though ultimately we sometimes do. Okay. Uh, how much time do we have? And I, I'm begging you, just hang you're up on You're wasting it already. Leave, okay? Get to it, you Stu. Got ten, ten minutes, you're on the clock. Let's go. Ten minutes on the clock. Wow. You hang up on us. All right, Mike, get your questions ready. Adam. Mike was talking earlier, like right before you came on, the NFL trade uh, deadline never used to be this active. What has changed here in the NFL in the last couple of years? Well, there's a few things that have changed. I think that we've seen basically a changing of the guard in front offices and with general managers, and they're becoming younger and younger and younger. And so it's the point now where the younger general managers have grown up in a fantasy-driven world where there are lots of trades and people love to see trades. And we've seen teams that have trades and make trades be successful with trades. What was the Rams expression last year? F the picks, right? And so I think people are saying, you know what? The Rams F the picks. We're going to F the picks. And so today we saw 10 trades, 10. Okay. We've never seen that many on a trade deadline day like this. It was a record amount. And in fact, earlier this morning, and I'm calling it up right now. I posted on Twitter at about 6.45 a.m. a look back at previous deadline deals, the way they've come down on trade deadline day. And, and here we go. If we go back over the last 10 years, the most trades we've ever seen on trade deadline day was five in 2018. Today they were double that, 10. Wow. Okay? So there were as many today <laughs> as there were in almost the last four years combined, just today. And they were not just simple little deals they were rather large significant deals tj hawkinson going in the division to the vikings chase claypool going to the bears bradley chubb going to the dolphins jeff wilson going to the dolphins chase edmonds going to the broncos naheem hines going to the bills zach moss going to the call like, this is crazy like yeah. when does this happen that doesn't even include the fact that Roquan Smith got traded yesterday, Kadarius Tony, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Robert Quinn. Like, this has been a nutty period. And, and, and Adam, I completely agree with you. I think it is the younger GMs and coaches that are that are uh, kind of steering this right now because, as I said, in 20-some years of doing morning radio and TV, the NFL trade deadline was just a date. This is fantastic. Now, so along those lines, which in your mind – was the best no-brainer move, and then the one that maybe has you scratching your head a little bit? Uh, well, I, I guess the one that has me scratching my head a little bit are the ones that don't get done. Uh, we see the Vikings trade for TJ Hawkinson. We see the Bears trade for Chase Claypool. And in that same division, we don't see the Packers trade for anybody. Right. We, we haven't seen them make a move for an offensive playmaker. So when you say, what's the move that leaves you scratched, that, that would be the move that wasn't made because certainly Green Bay could use some help in the latter stages of Aaron Rodgers' career here. He needs some help, and, and he didn't get the help today. So that's something that I think leaves you a little bit confounded as to why they couldn't get something done for somebody. Like, you couldn't trade a six-round pick for Naheem Hines to add him to the backfield, line him up in the slot, do something with a playmaker. Um, 
so that that's something that's interesting. The Bradley Chubb move, Dolphins gave up a lot, but man, they get back a huge impact player, Bradley Chubb, who they're going to try to sign to a long-term extension. And Bradley Chubb, I've, I've had some Dolphin fans peppering me the last few days, like, are they going to get Chubb? Are they going to get Chubb? And I'm like, relax, chill out. Why? And they said, we we haven't had a dominant defensive player since Hugh Green. Now, Sugat, you're you're down there. You tell me. Like, this guy is probably the best defensive player they've had in a long time. And yeah, but lost. I wouldn't say Hugh Green, Adam. I would say, like, Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas. Those guys were pretty good. Yeah, those, those guys are outstanding. Outstanding. Yes. And right. so, but they're also missing some of their secondary. Uh, Byron Jones is, in fact, they've lost Brandon Jones. They've lost some other players in the secondary. And so now they're going to go match Bradley Chubb with Jalen Phillips and hope to generate pass rush. And uh, we were talking in NFL Live today, and I don't know whether it was Marcus Spears or Dan Orlovsky who said it, but they said they felt like with Bradley Chubb that the Dolphins could compete to go to a Super Bowl. Now, we'll see whether that's right or not, but uh, they, they've added some big-time talent in Bradley Chubb. Uh, Adam, what's the deal? Like, the Chubb deal didn't surprise you because Dolphin fans have been peppering you for a couple of days, so you kind of you weren't surprised yeah. when that happened. Was there a deal no. today that you had no idea was going to happen? Like, it just it took you by surprise? Well, the one that surprised me this morning, I got a call that TJ Hawkinson could be going, uh, could be on the move, and I was like, TJ? Like, and that sometimes can happen. Well, all of a sudden, there's a name that surfaces. We've heard so much talk about Cam Akers, and there were no takers on Akers today. Kareem Hunt, uh, Brandon Cooks. There are a lot of the names that are out there. And then every once in a while, there's a name that just creeps in there and all of a sudden gets traded. And, and TJ Hawkinson was that guy today for the Lions. Like, you weren't expecting the Lions to move TJ Hawkinson. You certainly weren't expecting them to move him in the division. And, and that's what happened today. He goes to Minnesota. But Minnesota lost Irv Smith eight to ten weeks. High ankle sprain. May not have him again. Vikings are off to a great start. They're going to go to the playoffs in all probability. And that, that tight end position is integral in that offense. So when they lose our Smith, again, you wouldn't think they turned to Detroit, but that's what happened, and they had T.J. Hawkinson. I, I think that was a great move, by the way, knowing you're going to miss, miss her for that much. I'm trying to figure out, Adam, you know, Chicago selling some, obviously, with Quinn and Smith. But then buying with Chase Claypool in the third year, he's a, he's a, got what one more year because yeah. he was a second rounder on his rookie deal. I, that yeah. one, that one, when I asked about head scratchers, I know they want to get get weapons for uh, for Justin Fields, but that one to me seemed a little odd, not just for this year, but going forward. Well, listen, they've been after a another weapon for Justin Fields for a long time. Uh, they've been trying to help him out, and today they were able to get something done for him. Now. Um, that's a guy that they, they've been eyeing and targeting and working on. And uh, Pittsburgh didn't want to trade him. And I think what happened was Pittsburgh lost. They had some conversations. They're being offered a two. And they're like, you know, we got a two for this guy. Uh, nobody's been better at turning picks into wide receivers than the Pittsburgh Steelers. They probably go do it again. They'll take that two and turn it into a Pro Bowl wide receiver. And um, the. Bears get somebody that they felt could help Justin Fields. That's a priority to that organization. And they and that was demonstrated today. And they're going to hope that Chase Claypool does that. All right. I have one minute left, Billy says. So I have two very quick questions for you. Was yeah. there a deal? Are you, can, are, you, are you allowed to tell us this, Adam? Is there a deal that was close to happening that fell apart at the last minute? Well, I'm not going to say it fell apart, but I know Dallas was working on Brandon Cooks. And wow. so it didn't get done. That would have been interesting. 
Yep. Um, but again, Brandon Cooks has got $18 million in fully guaranteed money next year, and there wasn't a team that was willing to take that on. The time to get that deal done was really yesterday and last week because they could have eaten some of the money. Once you get to today, you can't eat the money um, because it would have to be done after 4 o'clock, and the trade deadline is 4 o'clock. Dude, it's a technicality, but basically that $18 million fully guaranteed number for Brandon Cooks last year prevented the Texans from making a deal with him with the Dallas Cowboys and others. All right, roughly, uh, just like 20 seconds or less here. Uh, did you set a record for the amount of text that you sent today and the amount of text that you received today? Uh, you know, I, I have no idea. Again, you're just working and you're trying to survive. Keep your head above right. water. Try to and, survive. Like I said, it was a crazy day. And, yeah. uh, and uh, we did a lot of fun stuff here at ESPN. And I got to go tape the Adam Schefter podcast. I know. You, when you're texting me and Billy, though, while on TV, are you worried that viewers might think, hey, Adam's working on another deal? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, you, you know what? They, they just kept coming today. And, and honestly, it, it, I really I, I have seen – I've never seen a free agent – I've never seen a trade deadline day like this. It reminded me of a day of free agency. That's what it felt like, to it's be honest crazy. You, where the moves just keep coming and coming and coming. Uh, you are the best. Uh, thank you for making 10 minutes for us on your walk to go record your <laughs> podcast. I love you dearly. Uh, thank you for being the best in the business and being a good friend. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. For me, it is simple. What I want out of my light beer is ice cold and great taste, and that's exactly what I get from the original light beer, Miller Lite. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. The Bradley Chubb one is going to be really an interesting one to me. Um, you look at, at a guy who he's, this is his, what, his fifth year. He's only played two seasons now of the first four, we should say. Two of them were double-digit games. One was 16 games his rookie year, and then the third year was his 14 games. So out of 60, what uh, he's, he's, out of 65 games, he's missed 24 right. his first four years. So... That's something to keep an eye on. When he's on the field, he's done a nice job, you know, but, you know, that's kind of the same worry. I think the Christian McCaffrey trade was phenomenal for San Francisco yep. as long as he stays healthy because he's a guy that has started to get nicked up a little bit. So Chubb on the field, I think, is really coming along. But, you know, can he stay on the field? That That's going to be a, a key thing for me. Mike, this is a, a really important point to point out for Dolphin fans, okay? Because, again, they are doing things that Dolphin fans are not accustomed to their organization doing. They had three first-round picks in a trade with San Francisco. And they parlayed those three picks into Bradley Chubb, into Jalen Waddell, and into Tariq Hill. 
Like, that is, Mike, and they all three are major, major stars now in the NFL. Like, that is, the Dolphins hitting on all three of those is insane, Mike. It really is. I don't know if it makes them better than the Bills, but it's, they've already beaten the Bills. Okay? Right, they have. They right. have. Uh, I don't know if it makes them better than the Bills, but it certainly puts them right there. They're certainly the second best team in that division. Like, uh, Listen, yeah. I, I agree. And, you know, we can sit here and say we think the Bills are better. I think the Bills are better. But the bottom line is, as a former player, I just say, you know what? Huh, we played them on the field and we beat them. So we know we can beat them. We have done it. Uh, so, yeah, that they, they should feel great about themselves and feel like, yeah, we need to be all in for right now because we feel we can get the job done. Mike, I feel like the reason we never see all these deals is because football is all about building that team chemistry and you go through training camp and OTAs and preseason and all these games. And now while while teams are acquiring talent, it, it, we're not sure if it's going to mesh well with this new team. How much of these guys it's, do you think are going to make an impact? It, it, to me, that's the old school mentality, and that's why we're getting trades now. I've said it. Adam just said it. You have a younger generation of coaches and GMs who you know, Christian McCaffrey got traded on a Thursday and played on a Sunday. You know, the guy now you don't, you're not going to get the whole playbook, but the expectation isn't you're going to get the whole playbook. Quinn goes to Philly and is able to be on the field. You're a DN, go rush the passer. You don't have to know the whole playbook. And then you learn it along the way. So I think, I think the old school got too caught up in, well, we just don't do it this way. So we're not going to do it, which is a dumbass way to do business. If you can find somebody that can help you. So now you're getting players. Yeah. It's halfway through the season. I get it. But you know what? Give them, give them the credit for being smart enough, A, to learn a playbook, or B, it depending on your position. You can be spoon-fed. You don't have to have it shoved all down your throat right away and say, oh, well, he's not ready. He can't pick everything up. You got to know the finer points of what you need to know for that game. You know, for offensive specialty positions, maybe the two-minute drill isn't going to work for you if you only get there in three days because that's a little more, you know, that's a little more involved with learning. But there are certainly things you can learn, and some players can learn it. So I just think it's it's the new era of younger GMs and coaches saying, hey, these guys are talented. They're going to fit on our team, and we're going to work them in, and it's going to work. So I, I think it's fantastic. I, I think it, it's amazing to me how the tra trade deadline has changed. But where do you see? I mean, let, let's see already. We saw what Von Miller did last year when the Rams picked him up. Sure did. I mean, it was incredible. So, you know, let's keep an eye because, again, these are high-profile jobs. We're going to be able to tell. How's Quinn rushing the passer? How's Chubb rushing the passer? How's McCaffrey doing? Oh, by the way, he threw for one, ran for one, and, and caught one. <laughs> so pretty good there. How's Hawkinson going to do? I mean, we're going to be able to see very quickly. You know, again, it may not be one weekend, but they didn't get him for one weekend. All these teams we're talking about, we're talking about division titles, getting in the playoffs, and being ready for the most important time of the year, and that's the postseason. So training camp is bullshit. Well, training camp, no, it, it's not bullshit, but it doesn't mean you can't add a few pieces. It's not like it's not like you're adding eleven, scrapping the you know your your playbook and say we're starting another one. Everybody's got it, you know. You're just bringing in one guy, you know. So let, let's while. You know, it is like learning a different language. Don't get me wrong. It can be difficult. The verbiage, especially on the offensive side, 
can be damning to try and go learn another one. But there are tricks of the trade to learn, you know, of, of what a call is, what you used to have as a call and what the call is. Now there's ways you can work it in. So, you know what it means in this new system. And then as the weeks go on, you know, it's up to the player getting traded there. You have a responsibility. You got, you've gone to a new team. They need to coach you up and you need to learn the playbook. The NFL is ridiculous, Mike, and incredible because we were saying that this trade goes all the way back to the Trey Lance deal. But if you if you track the picks, it actually goes all the way back to the Laramie Tunsil trade years ago because that's the pick what? that they yeah because that's the pick that they got from Houston that they traded to San Francisco in exchange for three first round picks that led to Tyreek Hill and led to the trade that they made today. So Laramie Tunsil has now replenished the Dolphins team and made them a playoff contender. Years later, listen, that, that smoking out of a bomb with a gas. <laughs> yeah, God. I mean, I mean, what, what a move. What a great move. huh? Incredible. I wonder, I wonder what he felt like when he saw that video up. I remember sitting there going, holy shit, that, that's not going to end well. But uh, it, it certainly worked out OK for him. Um, Billy, there's no way the Dolphins thought at that moment, Mike, in that moment where he's got the no. gas mask on, that they were going to parlay Tunsil into Waddle Hill and Bradley Jump. Oh, no. The only the only thought was we still think Tunsil is a good player. So we're going to take him. But, you know, when it parlays into those moves, that's what makes GMs, GMs of the year, executives of the year when you're doing shit like that. I think Javon Howard came back in the hall in the fallout from that trade. Also, like it's crazy how many players Tunsil has got in the Dolphins. <laughs> I mean, who would have thunk? Uh, Mike, I thought the uh, the most interesting thing that Adam Schefter said, and and really, you don't think about these things on trade. That you focus on the deals that were made. But it's the deal that wasn't yeah. made by the Green Bay Packers. That was like, what the f*** are they doing, Mike? Uh, listen, it's like every year when they don't draft a wide receiver in the first round, we go, what the f*** are they doing? They're not helping right. Aaron Rodgers. Now, they have had some second-rounders turn into pretty good players, you know, and non-first-rounders, you know, the Devontae Adams of the world turn into great players. But it's it's an absolute head-scratcher to me. I mean, you're on you're on borrowed time with Aaron Rodgers. I know the new fad is to play until you're 50, but it's just not going to happen for everybody. And, and I'd called that game in the Buffalo Green Bay game. I was in Buffalo on Sunday night. And I mean, they're, they're so uh, Lazard didn't play in that game. Right. Um, Cobb is on IR. Uh, and then Watkin, uh, uh, Watson, uh, the young kid, had a hammy, but then got hurt in the game and he was out. Uh, you got Dobbs, another rookie, who after four games was leading the team in receptions. But then against Washington two weeks ago, he only had four targets because he'd been dropping the ball. Well, he comes back and has four targets in the quarter and a half. You know, so, I mean, nobody has really stepped out. You know, you wondered if Tunyon would the tight end was going to put himself into the upper echelon of tight ends now because they didn't have a lot of wide receivers. So he was going to get more play. But they just they just have guys that are okay before this Bills game. The two weeks previous, they had 10 drops. I mean, so they have to run the ball. And, I mean, when you're watching a Aaron Rodgers-led team hand the ball off and hand – and believe me, they ran the ball well. They didn't win, but that's the problem when you live on running the ball, when you get down three scores, and you usually say that, ah, Aaron Rodgers are down three scores. Ah, well, he'll make that up. But he he can't now, you know. A, he's not throwing, he's not having the season he normally has, but he's still good enough to be spreading the ball around, but he just doesn't have the receivers out there now. So they need to run the ball, which again, they did effectively, and Buffalo was susceptible to being run on. Um, But 
you, you can't make a living on that if you're two and three scores down coming into the end of the third quarter or the fourth quarter. The other deal, Mike, that we uh, that we mentioned briefly, but that it really shouldn't be ignored, is what Minnesota did. T.J. Hawkinson yes. is a top 10 pick. He's one of the best tight ends in the NFL. It was surprising to see the Lions trade him within that division. The Vikings, I believe, are 6-1. and one. Many people uh, feel like they might be the second best team behind the Eagles, maybe third behind the Eagles and Cowboys uh, in the NFC. But, Mike, they have all the positions. Like, say what you will about Cousins. They have Dalvin Cook at running back. They have Jefferson and Thielen. Uh, Irv Smith Jr. is out for the next 8-10 to 10 weeks. So this obviously made sense uh, for the Lions, uh, for the Vikings to do. Uh, what does this do in your eyes, Mike? Does this put Minnesota right there with Philadelphia? Uh, I don't know if it puts them right there with Philadelphia because I don't think their defense is as good. Uh, as I said, I think Buffalo and Philly are the two most balanced teams uh, that there are. You got Hawkinson, you know, and, and, and you know, for, for Detroit, I could see why they wanted to do it. Unless you wanted him to be one of the linchpins going forward. This is his fourth year. So next year is a fifth-year option. So he was a first-rounder. So you're getting to the point where, okay, you got to pay him. Do you franchise him? You know, what do you do? But it's going to cost you some money. So maybe Detroit's just like, you know what, we're going to kind of revamp a little bit here. But I think this is a monster great move by Minnesota. Who? But doesn't this happen every year at some point? Maybe not in the beginning, but at some point they go on a bit of a run and we're like, oh, well, with those weapons, we get it. Jefferson and Thielen and Cook, you know, what Cousins does. And then they find a way to be mediocre. So, but they haven't done that yet. They're playing very well. And they made an, an instant move here when Irv Smith got hurt. That's okay. Thank God that happened before the trading deadline. So they went out and they filled that spot. I think it's a great move for them. The, hell, they can so, I mean, I don't mathematically, I mean, I, I'm being facetious. Let's sew up the division in the next week or two the way it's going, right? I mean, yes. so they're going to be in that driver's seat and hell, you only have one loss. So that means, you know, you're, you're playing for that high seed as well. You know, a top seed or a two seed to, you know, to where you get a buy. I mean, it's all on the table for them right now. And they made a move to, to pushing their chips and to say, let's keep going. Mike, they're six and one. Second place is the Packers in that division at three and five. So yeah, yeah. the division's a wrap, man. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's exactly right. So obviously for them, the thought process is, okay, Higher seed, right? Not not that you got to come play in bad weather because it's a dome. That's more for bu Buffalo uh, and those kind of teams that, that that don't have the dome. But you know you could play for that buy, you know, and that that that'd yeah. be huge, massive. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, did you hear from anyone like you know any friends of yours who are Dolphin fans that might be excited about today's news? I don't know, <laughs> yeah. Darius Rucker. I mean, mm. yeah, Darius. Uh, in our text, all he had two. Uh, well, it's I guess it's one word. You put it together. Uh, it just sounds like to 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 uh, Super Bowl is what he said. Wow, what's he up to? So you know what he, but you know what he about it. Yeah. He says that every year, though. Right. Even well, when they're bad. Question, though, I think you you dodged it. Yeah, yeah you want to yeah. talk? We can give him a platform. Yeah, yeah, I've I've asked him to come on, and he said, "Who's it with?" And I said, "Stu," and he said, "Pass." Wow, <laughs> really? Wow. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what's going on in the in the past with you guys. I don't ask. What if, um, what if what if I eliminate myself from the Zoom? You, Billy, Mikey, A, you guys talk to Darius. How about we that? probably we probably be able to get him on, but let's pick our spots. <laughs> do you want it now, or do you want it when they're pushing in close to the playoffs? I mean, Ooh. he's not a guy you get every week, so well, I know I, I could definitely get him, and I, he would come on. But when do you want to do it? Because now, what what if all of a sudden they're in the playoffs and making a run, and we had him on? 
you know, and, and, and I call him, he says, oh, I went on with Stu once. I'm not going on with him twice. Right, I mean, right, you know, right. so wh- when do you, when do you want to cash that check? But counterpoint, what if he comes on and he loves it so much? He's like, let's do this every week. Yeah. 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 That's not going to happen. Oh. <laughs> so Billy, like Mike is, <laughs> Mike knows him. He's friends with him. He's telling you, you can't bother him too much. So mm. do you want Mike to ask now, or do you want to wait for a playoff run knowing we already had Schefter on today? I mean, <sighs> Mm. Decision, I mean, Mikey A. Mikey A. You have a vote here too. What do you? Everybody put do? their vote in on this okay. one. All right, let's vote, Mike. I mean, a. they're looking good. If if not for the division, they're looking good for a wild card spot for sure. Right oh, now, no question about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're a really talented. Fo- if Tua stays healthy, Mike, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the yeah. Dolphins. I'm not saying they're better than the Bills, although yeah, they yeah. beat the Bills. But if Tua stays healthy in the NFL, hell, if the Dolphins make the Super Bowl, I won't be surprised. Not with this roster. Are you kidding me? All right, let's vote here. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. An odd number, too, and I'm not going last, assholes, okay? I vote playoffs. I vote playoffs. Oh, well, then it's over. I vote now. Well, then it's settled, I guess. <laughs> I vote now. I will. Uh, when we're going playoffs, I will definitely get them for us. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, so sure playoffs, though, <laughs> I, that's yeah. the thing that I'm worried about. What if they don't? Right, here we go. We're, we're going to go into the last week, and, and they're uh, they're what what uh, uh, like eight and eight and eight. You know, going into like, oh shit, they screwed it up. We're not going to get, not going to get them now. Be honest, Mike. Are you now hoping the Dolphins don't make the playoffs so you don't? Oh have no, to do no. It? Listen, if they make the playoffs, he's going to be one of the happiest guys in the world. This would be like if South Carolina were somehow ranked. You know, in college, you know, because that, that's where he went. And he loves uh, South Carolina. If South Carolina were pushing for the playoffs in college or ranked in the top 10, he'd be on talking about them. He, he loves he loves talking about that stuff. He yeah. loves the Cox, huh? Well, that see, why you why you got to be 10? I said Cox, the game you, you Cox. Got, you got to be 10. You always yeah. got to be a 10-year-old, don't you? <laughs> and, and I'm a little bummed you said it before I did, so. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, speaking of age, you have a birthday coming up, do you not? I have a birthday. I mean, it's still a little over a month away, but yes, oh, okay. the, the big the big 6-0 is coming up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. What are we doing? Yeah. Uh, get with Chris. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. We are not birthday oh. celebrators. Perfect. Wow. Wow. No, I will have a I will have a cake on my own and that'll be it. Mike, you don't tell Billy that. When you tell Billy that, that means Billy's gonna throw a massive birthday celebration for you. You know that, right? Seems like the lane's wide open, Mike. Yeah, the lane the lane the lane, there's a lot of room in that lane. Just don't expect any answers from me or my wife if you're trying to get a hold of us if I'm oh, a birthday party. Listen, listen, you don't need to be involved in this. All we have to do is reach out. <laughs> Some of your friends are just like, hey, we're throwing a big surprise birthday for Mike Golick. Now, whether you attend or not is up to you. It's, it's up to, that, that, that doesn't matter, though, right? Yeah, party's a party. A party's a party. And if we're yeah. telling people it's for your 60th, they're going to come now. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're free God. to join us, but if you don't I, want to. I, I still can't believe I'm going to be 60. I'm putting too much on that number because I don't feel 60, but my God. You certainly don't look 60, man. Oh. Fantastic. It's a, it's amazing, Mike, how good you look. Seriously. Yeah, but my, but my body doesn't feel all that, all that great at times. So, right. you know. Yeah. But, well, what yeah, you, I got to fake it. Keep faking it. Right. Uh, well, I mean, at this point, who gives a shit? I mean, just start cranking out steroids and stuff, right? Well, that, that, I mean, steroids <laughs> and HGH. I'm going on them both. What the fuck? I'm not getting tested anymore. Huh. Hell, I care. Hell, I did it when I was playing. So, what? Wait a minute. Yeah. Come on, what? you guys. I have heard. I've said this story a thousand Wait times a in the last twenty-five years. <laughs> it was before. 
it was before steroids were actually illegal in you know were made or i'm sorry before there was testing for steroids it was illegal but you only got nailed when i was playing if there was like a paper trail that led back to you which was never going to happen so i i used them before they started testing in the nfl it's still no pro bowls though huh <laughs> listen this was after oh no this had nothing to do with being good enough for a pro bowl this was after i had my shoulder reconstructed to try and make the fucking team the next year uh, i couldn't uh, you know as a as a 10th rounder and this was going into my fourth year i couldn't afford to not be on the field uh that wasn't happening so yeah so i I, uh, you're so understanding of the guys who have used steroids, I think. Right? I, listen, I, 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 again, it's illegal. If you get caught, you pay the price. That, that's, I understand that. Um, but if that's what people choose to use, and listen, I've said it all along in baseball, those guys should all be in the Hall of Fame. It's, it's crazy that, that, that they're not. Um, but yeah, I, I did back in, it was in back in 87. Yeah. All this time, everybody worried what if a steroid user gets into the Baseball Hall of Fame? No one was looking at the Radio Hall of Fame. See, that's exactly right. I'm glad. And you know what? I was very open about it. So they had that information had <laughs> they chosen not to put me in the Radio Hall of Fame because I was on steroids. Wait, Mike, if we asked, like, you know, a teammate of yours, steroids or no steroids, would you tell us or no? No, absolutely not. Oh, why? I just want to <laughs> no. know if Reggie did. <laughs> you know, there were there. No, Reggie did not. There were so many. Right. There, there, no, he did not. There were. <laughs> There were a number of people because I was, you know, obviously going into the media afterward that, that came to me and said, do you want to write a book about your playing days? I said, absolutely not. I said, because I know to write a book, it has to be, you know, you have to put some dirt in there. And I'm, I'm not doing that. I have always been and always will be a locker room guy. Shit stays in the locker room. So, no, I would never give up names on things like that. So I would have an extremely boring book. But you're approaching 60. So how about now? Like, I know yeah. a ghost writer. I mean. Nope. Nope. Nah. No. Never going to do it. I'll take it all to my grave. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Would never, would never, ever, ever, ever do it. All right. Uh, so so no, only uh... talk about myself. Okay. So I, no I did way back when though, I did, I, I won't mention any names, but before the doctors went into the actual stall with you, when you got tested every Monday, there would be seven, seven people and on the, on the locker, seven people picked. And it was a random, uh, uh, PED test, right? And you had you had to go pee. Now back then, though, you just you just got a cup and filled it up and gave it to them. They didn't walk in there with you. So I uh, I actually peed for a guy because he was on him and he and, and he got and he got the the note on his locker and he's like, Mike, uh, uh, can you can you go pee for me? I'm like, so I I don't look at all like I've been on steroids. Huh? You came right to me. <laughs> Who was that? I missed the name. What was it? Was yeah, didn't say the name. Billy will oh, never work. Dr. Never work. Never, <laughs> never did. But yeah, and that was, and that had been happening. So then the next thing was that they would actually have to stand in the stall with you and watch you pee because there was. Remember, there was the dude from the Vikings who used a whizinator. Yeah, and he he got uh, caught. Be Smith. Yeah. He got caught because it was in his in his travel bag going on the airplane when they X-rayed it. And yeah, it was a whizinator, and that's how he got. And for people that don't know what a whizinator is, you put clean urine in this thing. It it looks like a penis, and when you go in there, you just kind of make it go. I don't know how. I've never seen one up close and personal, and you get a clean test. So this it that now all that led to them actually having to be in the room with you. Uh, while you pee, so you're not pulling a fast one anymore.
Uh, this won't surprise you, but our show, which is probably one of the many reasons we're no longer at ESPN, but we spent a week on the Wizenator. Okay. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What an incredible invention! Whoever thought of that, huh? I know, Gene. How do you play? I mean, I really. It's exactly right. <laughs> so true. Uh, so, Mike, I don't think I don't think either of us or anyone here feels like. By the way, so we've agreed here, Darius Rucker, right? Like we're going to do it. And by the playoffs, way, if it's, yeah. if it's if it's a if they don't make the playoffs and Week 17 is a de facto playoff game, like yeah. win or or go home, okay, yeah. that's when we'll take him. Yeah, okay? agree. Right, yes. Right. So we don't yes. run the risk of not getting him. Right. Agree. Uh, go ahead, Billy, because I had one quick question for Golik, and then we'll get out of here. But go ahead, Bill. <laughs> How does Darius feel about two? Is he a two a guy or not really? He's, He's two in it, two out. This is how Darius is. Uh, if you're wearing the uniform, he's in on you. Mm. That's how he, Dar, Darius is a true, pure fan that says, if you're wearing my uniform, uh, that I, I am, I am, I'm with you. You're my he guy. He wasn't in on AJ Feely. There's no way though. I mean, no. come on. Come on. <laughs> he, he publicly, he will always say he's in on the guy who's mm. wearing his laundry. Yeah. Right. Always. Darius well, ever, just... ever use steroids or Darius. Yeah. I don't think so. Um, oh. I mean, I, I can't say for fact, you know, but uh, I, I highly doubt it because I don't know the reason he would. Some, no, I've read this, and I'm being serious for a second. Musicians sometimes, because of their throat, Mike, sometimes right. they'll use it just so they can, they can sing clearly. Well, you, you know what it's not? It's not illegal in the music industry. So Nor does anyone care, even if it was illegal. Well, I mean, think, think about it, how people care. It's always amazing how people care. Right. You know, about the athlete. And again, you know, especially in baseball. Oh, my God, the sanctity of the game and all that shit. But, man, when you go pay 20 bucks to watch a movie on the big screen and that actor is writing it out of his mind, who gives a shit? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Uh, and, I, and I get it. Why would they care? Right. No, you're right. Um, since you mentioned uh, the, the the random, the quote, random drug testing, yeah. okay, did, did you get a kick out of A.J. Brown who had <laughs> – a career high in receiving yards, three touchdowns, and woke up the next morning to a drug test from the NFL. Oh, not shocking. Not shocking at all. We, we've seen that before. So that, that's that's when random turns into a little an interesting word, you know, unless you're already in a program where it's going to happen anyway. But if it's supposed to be random, yes, it's always very interesting when someone has a great game and randomly they've been selected. <laughs> what, Phil? I'm just laughing because Mikey messaged me. He goes, I thought this was a trade deadline special. I love this show. <laughs> we we finish all the trade deadline talk. What the hell else is there to talk about? Right. Mike told I mean, us about Chuck. We, we told Jeff us about the, the Packers didn't do anything. Yeah, we talked about the good moves. Now we just got to wait and see if these guys pan out, right? I mean, yeah. all right, but just to, but just to put a bow on it, Mike, yeah. EA for you, okay? I think we all agree that no one in the AFC or the NFC became better than the Eagles or the Bills today, okay? But the teams that are closest to them in terms of talent, Mike, the Dolphins and the Vikings, who think they have a chance, they certainly got closer to those two teams. Is that fair? Yes, I, I think they did. And, and and because it happened a while ago, you're leaving out San Francisco with Christian yeah. McCaffrey. Yeah. I mean, what, what an addition that he was. I was looking at some people grade that as like a C because they already have talent there. And, and Shanahan has had not as good a backs, you know, play well in that system. Screw that. I mean, give me a break, man. That was a great move, and he has paid off incredibly already. Again, as long as he doesn't get nicked up, and I say the same thing for Chubb. But, yes, I mean, the moves, some of the moves that were made brought teams closer to where they want to be. Absolutely. I I'm so thrilled the NFL trade deadline actually has a little meat to it now.
Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. Plus, you have you have a bunch of teams, Mike. Where I don't think we're going to be surprised if if someone like the Dolphins, the Vikings, if I the Chiefs, we're leaving the Chiefs out because they didn't do anything. By the way, can you explain that? Why do the Chiefs not need to rekill and the Dolphins need to rekill so desperately? I think that that the Chiefs felt that because of their quarterback, he can make everybody else they have a, they stand have out. One. Right. And in Miami, we all know going into this year, the, yeah. the book wasn't written on Tua. We don't know yet. Right. I think we know now, but we did know going into the season. So I think the Chiefs looked at the pros and cons of what, what Hill was going to cost and what it would cost them on their cap um, to what Mahomes could bring them. So I, th- I think that's a reason. But boy, oh boy, that's turning out to be the move. Forgetting all these trade deadlines, that's right. turning out to be the move of the offseason as well. I mean, what what that has done for that offense has been incredible. Uh, Mike, we appreciate you doing this. Uh, we appreciate you always being there for us. So uh, it's a big day today in the NFL. I know you miss having the platform sometimes to talk yeah, about days yeah. like today. Yeah, I do, um, I do. Yeah, I'm not saying this is the greatest one to have, but at least you have one, okay? No, I love this platform. Yeah, I, I, I do. You know, listen, I was used to four hours, and on a day like today, four hours isn't enough, you know, for stuff that you could go over. But uh uh, no, no. Anytime. I always love coming on this. You know that. God bless the Wizenator, Mike. God bless <laughs> the Wizenator. Never seen one up close. Have really? you? No. Wow. No. A little, little hint there for your 60th birthday present? Uh, ah, yes. <laughs> so you guys spent all that time talking about it and you didn't have like a demo or anything? No. What do you on. mean? Like, like show people how the Wizenator works? Uh, no, we didn't. Uh, we tried no. to get Ontario Smith on, but he was a little difficult to get that week. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that would be tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that would be tough. Wow. But now uh, Billy's mind is uh, is racing right now. I'm on uh-huh. the website already. Yeah, and we have a I'm, birthday to plan. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how many years ago that was, the Wizenator. That was a long time ago. Oh, wow. New and improved. New Billy. and improved. Everything's new and improved. There's veins. Oh, jeez. God. <laughs> Stugatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. For me, it is simple. What I want out of my light beer is ice cold and great taste, and that's exactly what I get from the original light beer, Miller Lite. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most, a light beer that tastes like beer. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.